Okay, let's clap after three. Are you ready? <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> My Nutribullet box! Okay. Oh no. I don't Go. think we need to clap now. It's all good. <laughs> we'll, we'll clap, actually. We'll clap. <laughs> uh, three, two, one. Perfect. <laughs> okay, technical issues aside. Ah. Uh, how are you doing? Good, yeah. It's freezing. I hate starting a conversation with how cold I am, but it is it's freezing. terribly British, isn't it? Yeah, it's so cold. It's, but no, I'm good. Has, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. It has got terribly cold. And do you know what? I think it's darker up north. Like, I know people oh. say that, but I do think it is darker up here. Like, yeah. it's mad. Like, I, listen, I was listening to the radio the other day in the office, and there was, like, an announcement to tell people to, like make sure they're seen more because it's that dark like you don't oh get that gosh. down in london do you no no if anything it's like make sure you're not seen more yeah kind of thing exactly uh, but no i've been good i the, the crown obviously came out on sunday yeah and i've not wanted to binge this too much because i want to make it last like i'm doing that more with netflix now when a new show comes out i want to enjoy it not so much as <gasps> consume it all in one day yeah, but it's hard because my my dear lovely friend keeps telling me what happens in it, and oh. I'm like, "Can you please stop?" And it's like, oh. "Yeah, I know that it's based on true events, but you know, I weren't alive in the '60s. I didn't know what happened, so yeah, I like to watch it and enjoy it." So yeah, have you managed to watch any of it yet? Um, the Crown. No, I am. So basically, my new TV philosophy is don't rush my TV. You know, just like oh, let it yes. happen. And I'm still like. I'm still getting my way, making my way through Good Omens and Watchmen, and so I'm just going to give it some time, like maybe over, maybe over December. Enjoy it. I think it'd be good. I'm gonna, I want to try and save one show for like the Christmas break. Yeah. That I really want to watch. Yeah. Although I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't wait for the Crown because I just, I just, couldn't, just couldn't wait. Couldn't Are you enjoying wait. it? I am. I'm four, four episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh some people have said that the season's less interesting than the previous ones okay it's very political but i think it was a time where the royal family were involved a lot more in politics there was a lot more questions about their Hmm. existence and the point of them yeah but it's interesting to see the other side of it because obviously we don't see their their opinion but we're seeing like a i don't know we're seeing a version of their opinion that is my mouse what are you doing hey cara hey cara Hey, Cara wasn't very well yesterday, so oh, no. she's she's much better today, which is great. But also, she's back to being a nightmare. <laughs> Not a nightmare. You're just very energetic, aren't you? Which we knew when we got you, and clearly did not prepare for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but no, I'm enjoying it. It's good. It's, um, I think Princess Anne is presented very funnily. Yeah. I like that this, I like that they actually write the women quite sassy. Um, I haven't come across Prince Charles yet. But no, I, I am enjoying it. I think it's a, I think it's a great show, and yeah. like, it's just, it's got to be Helen Mirren that ends up playing her, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I I don't. I just I decided it was already Helen Mirren as though I'd heard casting news, but I obviously haven't. No, I just because obviously she played the queen in that film that the guy who made the show made. So yes. surely it must be going down that route. I can't think of another actor actress in that age bracket that has that much talent. No. Oh, and there's a certain like presence that Street you need. To... Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there is a certain level. Of, there's a certain kind of presence that comes with you know being the queen, and I feel like Helen Mirren's nailed it. I think so. And I, I, yeah, it's. I just think it's fantastic. Like we don't really get any shows where you get to see the same characters in three different. 
Yeah. Um, apart from maybe This Is Us, but that's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm really enjoying it, so that's good. I've also been watching Atypical. Oh, um, yeah. Season three. I absolutely love this show. It's so, okay. like, under underrated or underspoke about or whatever you want to call it, but I really like it. I've got someone in my family with autism, and it's great to see that on television, but also the effects of the other family members and friends. Mm. I think that's fantastic to see that side of it. Yeah. Um, I need to start this show. It is really fun. Yeah. I I think I put it on originally as just something, because there was a lot of controversy at the start when it first came out. A lot of people were complaining that autistic people being presented as, you know, sex-crazed people who were just wanting to get dates with girls. But, you know, the spectrum's so big. There's so many representations of autism that I just think this is just one, you know. Yeah. I think if you think that it's going to speak for everyone, it's it's not, I don't think. Yeah. That's that's my thoughts on it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, nearly through that. And, of course, I finished American Horror Story. Oh, yes. Um, Finally got to the end. It was a little bit... They rushed it a little bit in the end, but it was it was still a good watch. It was still a good show, I suppose. Um, but yeah, apparently the next one might be the last one, but I think that's just a threat mm. to get people to watch it more. I think ten seasons of a show is a fantastic effort. Oh, for especially sure. this day and age. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to um, one of my colleagues about this who didn't really like this season, and I think we kind of agreed that it's if not run its course yet, it is slowly about to run its course. I think, I mean, I spoke about this with Courtney before, but I can't think of any other things they can really do. Yeah. They've kind of covered majority of the typical horror trope basis is we've had, you know, nuns, we've had witches, we've had... We haven't... We've had a little bit of aliens, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I don't really see what they could do next, really, mm. but... Ryan we'll Murphy, he can yeah. create anything. It's, it's bizarre. I'm really sorry, I've just got to check that Car is not... Oh, no, she's back in. You okay? You gonna sit down now? No? Okay. Um, so a little bit of film news this week. Did you see on Twitter the whole release the Snyder Cut? So I saw <laughs> the hashtag, but I don't really know what... I'm assuming it's Zack Snyder's cut of a movie, Justice League, probably. Yeah, so Henry Cavill's come out recently as well because he's recently said that he won't give up Superman. Um, and there's justice to be done. I don't know okay. if he used it as a pun. But, um, <laughs> he, yeah, he basically said that with Man of Steel, he felt like he, he wouldn't go back and do it differently. He felt like it was a really good, solid start to uh-huh. Superman. But he said that Justice League didn't work, and he felt that way um, because Josh Whedon obviously stepped in after Snyder left the project due to a family tragedy. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of just went through a little bit of a development hell. There was some things going on. And Warner Brothers, they've been a little bit cagey about these films. So originally we were going to get all of these um, individual films. We were going to get The Flash. We were going to get, the, you know, a cyborg film. We were going to get a new Superman film, Man of yeah. Steel 2. Um, we were going to get Justice League 2. But it's kind of been a little bit crazy. Obviously, Ben Affleck has left the role. We're now going to have... A reboot of Batman, directed by Matt Reeves with Robert Pattinson, um, and Superman doesn't actually have any film in development. Mm. Um, so he's basically said he's not given up the role. He wants to, you know, give it his full due. So release the Snyder cut. So obviously Zack Snyder did a very large amount of work yeah. on <laughs> the Justice League film, and he yeah. obviously did Man of Steel. He did Batman versus Superman. Um, so there's a lot of work that he's put into this and essentially what the cast have said is that 
So Jason Momer had said that he has seen the Snyder Cut and he said he, he said that it was sick and he said the public need to see it and he's completely endorsing it. And there's been some stills that have been released from the original cut. They're all in black and white. Mm. I don't know if the film was in black and white. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously Gal Gadot has come out about it. Ben Affleck's come out about it. Uh, so they're not too sure. It's been two years since Justice League came out. So I'm not too sure what the future's going to be. Did you see Justice League? Um, yes. Would Would you watch another cut of it? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> not to mince words. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. I didn't love it. I, but I think that's a lot. So I know very little, or at least I know less about the DC universe and, and than I do the Marvel universe. So I think maybe that's why I'm a little more... Um, and also the films are amazing, I think they're amazing, um, more into Marvel. But that's not to say that I don't like DC, I just, I know less about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I loved Wonder Woman. It's funny, because Wonder Woman just doesn't feel like part of the, the that world at all, does it? It's bizarre. Oh. Um, I grew mm. up loving DC, like, I absolutely yeah. loved them. The comic books, the films, all of it. So when obviously the Christopher Nolan Batman come out I was so excited that we were going to get this big world and we didn't but that was mm. that was fine because that didn't fit in with that world um I've not been a massive fan of the way that the, D- the DC have kind of got about it I don't know if it's Warner Brothers I don't know if it's them um Wonder Woman's fantastic I really enjoyed Shazam I thought Aquaman was good loved Man of Steel Batman vs Superman yeah. no Justice League I had fun but it wasn't like a great film um it I felt know. like it missed the mark. Like, I wanted so much more from Justice League and it just didn't do it for me. It, I think it didn't work for A lot of people compare it to Avengers and obviously, why, why not? Because they're two very similar kind of structures. But yeah. obviously, Avengers had years and years of development, backstories, origin stories, crossovers. Iron Man 2, you had like a bit of a little mini Avengers thing going on with three of the characters. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely ran before it could walk. But, I mean, I don't know whether a second cut would actually, like, save it at all. I mean, Ben Affleck no. has left the project. They are rebooting Superman. Um, not Superman, Batman. I think the best thing that would happen is just to create Man of Steel 2. Mm. But then I don't know. It's hard when you've got all these, like, universes and characters. I mean, Marvel have been very lucky. I mean, no one's died. No one's died, have they? Like, actor-wise. Oh, Marvel. no, I think we're good. Like, no one's died. No, they haven't had to CGI anyone in or anything like that. Yeah. I know there's, like, Marvel people listening right now thinking, oh, my God, she has no idea what she's talking about. Do you not remember in 2013? Um, as far as I know, they've been yeah. quite lucky with the actors. Obviously, DC, Ben Affleck's had to leave. Um, the, the Zack Snyder had to leave. Like, it's a bit, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. I think it needs to be, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it needs to be refreshed more than it we need that Snyder cut, if I'm honest. I think it's... Yeah. And I think I think that's why I liked Wonder Woman so much, because Patty Jenkins just bought something completely different, and I think it, the universe needed that, or at least I needed that from the universe. I think superhero films needed that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I am... So. Um, I'm looking forward to the Matt Reeves Batman. I mean, who isn't looking forward to the Matt Reeves Batman? So excited, mm. so excited. We've got a new Netflix serial killer documentary series coming out. Uh, it's called The Confession Killer. It's coming out on the 6th of December, which is the same day that Marriage Story comes out, by the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So um, this is about Henry Lee Lucas, who confessed to hundreds of murders, bringing closure to unsolved cases and grieving families, even though he had no direct evidence. He stunned authorities with his ability to sketch victims' portraits while reciting brutal details of each attack. However, they found impossibilities in Lucas's timeline and DNA testing started to contradict him. So the series is basically about this man who confessed to all these murders, but he actually might not have done any of them. Wow. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, I, think it's, I, I, I do like a good crime documentary series, especially Netflix. Yeah, I, like I can't. Do I don't think I've watched. There was that Devil Next Door one that I've not seen, but people were raving about that. Oh, I can't keep up. I thought yeah. the Madeleine McCann one came out around this time last year, didn't it? Yeah, it did. I think. I did enjoy that one. I think because it was such a high profile case, I was always mm. going to get like a big big audience yeah so. again i think it's just a classic case of me not being able to keep up because there's just so much stuff content over-sexualization yeah. Over-sexualization. yeah for sure it's mad i've got one li- i've made one list in my notebook now and i'm gonna finish that list before i make a new one but then yeah. things pop up and you're just like Ugh. so yeah mm. it's mad um okay let's do the top 10 mm-hmm. um at number 10 this week we've got terminated dark fate so still hanging on up there uh number nine a sean the sheep movie farmageddon and number eight, it's Midway. And number seven, it's Abominable. 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 Did you like that one, Cara? I've got a, I've got a vertical mouse and Cara keeps trying to eat it, thinking it's a toy. <laughs> it's not. At number six, it's The Good Liar. And number five, it's The Addams Family. At number four, it's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. And number three, it's Joker. It's finally fallen from grace oh, from number well. one. So, yeah, still ha- up there, though. Yeah. And number two, it's Le Mans 66. So this mm. is obviously a new entry this week, brand new release. Yeah. Um, I've not yet got to see it. Oh, I saw it last weekend. Crazy. Let me know what you think about it. Yeah. Oh, right now. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was like... Do you know the purpose of the podcast? I was like, right now? <laughs> Um, yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. No, I really... I was like, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> what? No, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I will say that, like, any time I say that I enjoy it, someone will always be like, but it was such a beacon of white male privilege. And I want to address that I know that. Like, I'm, it's not something I'm dismissing. It is about white men. It is about motorsport. There's a lot of masculinity, a lot of sort of... What I think I expected from motorsport movies, especially ones set in the sort of late f- late 50s early 60s is that so what it is didn't... that i didn't yeah. realize oh yeah 66 66 oh i'm actually so stupid <laughs> no i actually don't know what i'm doing no no, no. Right but it's late man <laughs> we've had long days but um yeah so i did so when i say that i loved it it's not that i am dismissing any of that and i can totally see that as, as as an issue but no i did really enjoy it christian bell was so essentially the premise of the film is uh, Matt Damon's character plays Carol Shelby, who is that famous Shelby man who, you know, designs all those cars. And mm-hmm. he is tasked, tasked, I can't speak today, with essentially creating a Ford race car. And the reason this is happening is because Ford is, you know, not what it used to be. And John Bernthal's character is like, you know, let's revive it. Let's let's make a race car. Let's so try and be John better Bernthal than... So is John Bernthal in it quite a lot? Am I going to be disappointed? Or... Um, he's in it more than he is, like, Baby Driver. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I think but, I'm in Baby Driver more than him. Yeah, no, for sure. The last time you see me, I'll be dead. I love that line. It's um, a brilliant line. But yeah, so essentially, you know, he's like, oh, okay, we're going to make this Ford race car. And then he recruits um, Christian Bell's character, Ken Miles, um, who is... Christian Christian Bell is amazing in this movie. Like, he's so good. He's amazing in almost everything he is. But I guess 
because I've not. I feel like I've not seen him in anything for a while now. That I. It's not that I've forgotten, but it was yeah, just like a nice. Yeah, what's the last thing that he was in? I don't oh, know. Oh, Vice. He was in oh, Vice, yeah, wasn't he? It Bridget Vice. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, no. And essentially, this the, the film hinges on making this race car that needs to win Le Mans sixty six. So Le Mans is a race that happens in France every year. It's a twenty four hour race. Um, so oh, these cars. God. Need, I know. Yeah, and these cars need to be like solid. But no, I really enjoyed it. I it was really they it was really really funny. Like I was surprised at how funny it was. It was one of those like the cinema was all laughing together funny, which was yeah. No, I really enjoyed it, and I feel like unlike Rush, which would have been probably the last latest motorsport movie I watched, I felt like this one I I was more invested in this one. Like you know the race car scenes and 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 race car scenes the race scenes um why do you think that is then what differences do you think you had to rush that you were more invested i don't know i think it just because i don't know it was it was just different (laughs) there was just something about i guess it was probably down to james mangold being you know great but um yeah no i think you'll like it I think, I think I don't will. think I've mentioned you mentioned Christian Bale. I don't think I've seen Matt Damon in anything like decent for a while as well. Yeah. I think the last thing that I saw him in that was recent that I enjoyed. No, um, I, I think, have no idea. I think the last I'm trying to think I think the last thing I watched was that one where downsizing, which I didn't love. Is that the one where everyone gets small? Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited for it and I saw it at the a London film festival and it just oh, wasn't nice. wasn't what I was well, I, I just, no, I wasn't intrigued. No, I'm excited for this. I think, do, do you think it's going to be a big Oscar contender from what you've seen? I think it's that kind of film that could it's be... It's a very Oscar bait film. Yeah, Oscar bait film, exactly in the way that American Sniper was. You, just sorry, I was going to say, I said Oscar bait film once and someone thought I was talking about like a director called Oscar bait. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminded me there. Hey, just like, stop chewing my box. I think it could be. Um, I don't know yet. Actually, no, it's not my favourite of the films I've seen that people have hyped, but I think it's probably up there in contention. Okay. Mm. Okay, I'm excited. I do want to see it. I'm excited. Did it feel long or was it all right? Cause I was Surprisingly not, because it's a okay. two and a half hour movie, but it's paced really well. Yeah, because a lot of films now being two and a half hours. Yeah. I don't know if I love it. Yeah. No, this one was good. You know, it's weird. Um, and at number one, it's Last Christmas, um, which I've not actually heard that much positive um, reviews and comments about, to be honest. Are you no. the same? Yeah. yeah so, because I've seen it. Um, oh, sorry. God. No, no, <laughs> do you no. Want to no. Tell me now. So, or do you want to tell me later? No, no, no. So it's what's interesting. So I'm. So I'm not going to. I don't want to say too much about this movie, other than from what I've heard, people who go in expecting a rom com really don't like it, but people who understand that it might not fulfill the kind of rom-com trope that you expect appreciate it a lot more so don't what go... genre would you put it in then um... it's not a rom-com it is a romance in the sense that you know the romance that comes with that kind of nostalgic christmas okay but it it is not what it's not like crazy stupid love or set it up like it's not one of those okay um would and you I say think it's darker or yeah. Okay. Yeah, but from what I've heard, people who go in expecting it not to be a rom com enjoy it a lot more. I'm gonna go in expecting it to be a war drama, <laughs> and just see what see what comes out with. 
Um, okay, cool. I will. Well, it's on my list to watch. Mm. Well, indeed. Because uh, we're talking about Christmas films today. We're going to talk about the upcoming new Hallmark Christmas films. Yeah. Uh, and talk through some of those. And I had fun reviewing my <laughs> notes this week. So out this Friday, finally, we have Frozen 2. So Anna, Elsa, Christoph, Olaf and Sven leave Arundel to travel to an ancient autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. So you've got the whole gang back. You've got a few new voices. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood um, is in this one as in, it's in this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, will you be going to go see this on Friday? You're going to wait a little while or you're not going to bother at all? Um, I'm not sure I'm going to bother. I'm feeling that way. Yeah, I don't think I am. No, it's gonna be. I, d- I don't. Sequels to Disney never do incredibly well. No. Um, so I think children are obviously gonna be a lot more excited about this. People who are really into Disney will be really excited about this. But I think I'm just gonna wait a while. I'm in no rush to see. It. I mean, I rarely get to go to the cinema lately, and I don't really want to waste in the yeah. moment to watch Frozen yeah. too. No, exactly. Um, it hasn't been given rave reviews, but it's been given okay reviews, if that okay. makes sense. Um, the main negative points I've heard from it is that the music's not as good. Oh. But I think not- the music from the first one was like so freaking, I, I don't want to say iconic, but it was very memorable. Yeah. Mainly because it was repeated everywhere. Yeah, all the time for years. One of my um, colleagues worked at a at a cinema while that film came out because I think he was studying, and he said that you know the trailers are playing the hallway mm-hmm. on a loop. He's like every eight minutes someone would play like Let It Go, and it was the most infuri. I can't imagine how infuriating that must have been. Oh God, I couldn't stand it. No, I couldn't stand it. At my local cinema back home, they used to play the Dark Knight soundtrack all the time. In the oh. Theater. And, like, it was really empowering at first because you'd be, like, waiting for your popcorn and you'd be like... But then after a while, it got quite quiet. Yeah. Also, this week is Harriet, the extraordinary tale of Harriet Tubman's escape from slavery and transformation into one of America's greatest heroes whose courage, ingenuity and tenacity freed hundreds of slaves and changed the course of history. This is starring Cynthia Erivo, um, I'm quite intrigued to watch this actually. It looks quite interesting. Um, what about you? Have you seen much about this? I've so I've not seen a lot in the way of um, like trailers, but I remember someone that I follow on Twitter talking about it, and that's how I sort of like fell down that Wikipedia rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to watch it. I don't know whether I'm going to go to the cinema to see it immediately, but. I think it's going to be great. And I've heard that Cynthia Erivo's incredible in it, so. It's been, um, it hasn't been reviewed very well. Her performance has been, you're having a nightmare with your mic tonight, aren't you? <laughs> it's cool, don't worry. <laughs> Go ahead. So Cynthia's performance has been praised, but the film itself has been called quite dull. Some people are even describing it as a cheesy Lifetime-style movie. Ah, oh, that's um, a shame. Which is disappointing, but... Um, a lot of people are just saying that it's it's not perfect, but it's good. But there's been a lot of historically in- inaccuracies as well. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Especially given it that is. Harriet Tubman is, is such sort of that iconic Yeah, um, I probably said probably figure. one of the first like, yeah. black figures in history that I probably learned about in, in my education. So, definitely. Yeah. Um, another film that's been given disappointing reviews this week is 21 Bridges, ah. which stars Chadwick Boseman, J.K. Simmons, Sienna Miller. Um, so an 
In battles, NYPD detective is thrust into a citywide manhunt for a pair of cop killers after uncovering a massive and unexpected conspiracy. It looked really interesting to me. I really like the trailers. Yeah. Um, Chadwick Boseman is great. So I just thought it would be really cool. But no, it's, it's not been reviewed very well at all, that unfortunately. Sucks. A lot of people are calling it dull. That is oh, un- un- unmemorable. And, um, I feel like the last three times I've been to the cinema, they've played that trailer. Yeah, it's been quite yeah. big. And I, I love thought, Stephen I James. swear there was another Bridges movie that come out, but I think that was like, was it 47 something Bridges with Paul Wes Paul Paul Wesley? No, he's from Vampire Diaries. Paul Paul Newman? No, he's dead. Paul Dano. No, the other Paul that's dead. I don't Paul know. Walker. Oh, he was in a <laughs> film. He was in a film with Bridges. It was called... Oh, it was called Brick Mansions. It had nothing to do Brick with Bridges. Mansions. I've not Sorry. seen it, though. <laughs> no, I really... I was looking forward to 21 Bridges because I really like Stephen James. Um, I think he is so incredible. Yeah. It's just a shame, isn't it? Especially, mm. it seems to be like all the black lead films just seem to not do very well and just makes you wonder whether it's lack of marketing or lack of development. It's just yeah. not, not fair. It's not fair. Also out this Friday is Them That Follow, which sounds like a farmer talking. Um, <laughs> it's a fair film. It's uh, it's set deep in the woods of, I'm not going to say it's right, Alpalachia? Alpacia? Al... somewhere. Where believers handle death-dealing snakes to prove themselves before God. A pastor's daughter holds a secret that threatens to tear her community apart. It's... um. It's co-directed by a man and a woman, uh, Britt Poulton and Dan Madison Savage. It stars Caitlin Dever. Uh, okay. It's also got Walton Goggins and Olivia Coleman. Oh, so cool. quite an impressive cast here. Um, there's not many reviews to go on, but I think it's done quite well at festivals. Let me just double check this. Yeah, so it won at the New Beach, Newport Beach Film Festival, and it was nominated for Best Grand Jury Prize at Sundance Film Festival. Oh, cool. Um, I love Caitlyn Dever, so I think I might try and give this a shout if it yeah. pops up on the streaming service. Oh, that looks good. And last but not least is Ophelia, which is a reimagining of Hamlet told from Ophelia's perspective. Am I saying that right? Ophelia. Ophelia. Mm. Yeah, Ophelia. I'm just getting nervous with this stuff. <laughs> across as uneducated. Um, it's directed by Claire McCarthy. It's got quite a big cast. You've got Daisy Ridley, Naomi Watts, Tom Felton, Clive Owen, George Mackay... There's um, a fair few people oh, in nice. there. nice. Um, yeah, it's good to see Daisy Ridley doing stuff as well. Yeah. Outside of Star Wars. Yeah, because she was... The, I feel like the I mean, only other thing was the or- something... Murder on the Orient Express? Yes, I didn't like that film. I fell asleep. No, me neither. I didn't finish it. It was It was not good. No. But yeah. But yeah, that is, um, that's what's coming out this week. And obviously the week after we've got Knives Out. And I'm so excited. I had a dream so the other night that I was in the film with Chris Evans and we were like <laughs> flirting. Oh my god, why did I have to wake up? The best dream. Forever. Best dream ever. Um, okay, so so we're going to talk about Christmas films this week. We're going to talk about Hallmark Christmas films. Yes. Now, if you've never watched a Hallmark Channel Christmas film, let's break it down for you. They are the cheesiest oh, yeah. films ever. They are usually badly made. There's continuity errors all <laughs> over the place. The acting's not that great. The direction's not that great. The editing's not that great, but for some reason, they're just almost addictive, aren't they? Yeah, they're the best. 
why do you think they're addictive? What's what, what? What do you think it is? I just, I really just think it's the nostalgia of like home for Christmas and 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 that sort of just conjuring of really pretty towns and just yeah. I, I just think it's a whole nostalgia thing. What do you think it is? I think I think yeah. It's just people that just love Christmas that much. They'll just watch anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, even like the worst made films ever. They'll just, which is why I made a Christmas short film because people would just watch it. It's like, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yours was good though. Um, Yours was good. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna run through. So these these are all coming out this year. So they're brand new. So every year they do like a whole roster of new films, like 25 new films. I didn't know it's this. Mad. Yeah. So I'm going to go through some of the new ones this year, and I'm just going to you to kind of pick out some reoccurring themes that are going on. Mm-hmm. So in this particular one, this is called Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses. Okay, the movie centres around Abby, a single mum who takes a risk in following her true passion of interior designing. A lot of these films are all about people quitting their job and following their dreams. Maybe that's another point of it. She is hired by a local businessman to decorate his estate by Christmas Eve. Pretty unreasonable timeline. Um, Probably an employment rights uh, (laughs) issue in there somewhere. With the deadline in sight. Abby must navigate her working relationship with Nick in hopes that this is just the start to a successful career. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're going to fall in love. Probably. There's something's going to go wrong with the house, like a wall's going to fall down or something. Yeah. And there's going to be a crisis, and then they're going to bond over a cup of cinnamon latte around the fireplace. Um, basically, yeah, you've written the whole movie. Essentially. It's got Lara Saltzman from The Vampire Diaries in it, so. Oh, okay. Okay, so another one here is called. Merry and Bright. They've all got very Christmassy names, obviously. So, the story begins when Kate, CEO of the Merry and Bright Candy Cane Company, that's a long-ass business name. That's, yeah. Like, that yeah. on a business card, you're going to be paying extra for that letter in there. <laughs> she meets Gabe during the busy Christmas season. She assumes Gabe is the suitor her well-meaning mother is trying to set her up with, when in reality, he works for... Empire Corporate Recovery. That is such a fake business name. What? <laughs> Which has been hired. <laughs> Which has been hired to take a closer look at Mary and Bright's operation and find ways to make the company more profitable. So you've got that classic, but a lot of the okay. women in these films are CEOs. They've got no time for family. They've no. got no time for anything because, you know, women who work... They can't focus on two things at once, even though we're the best gender for multitasking. Yeah. Um, so, of course, in this one, they're going to fall out. She's going to try and lose her company. And then they're going to fall in love. It sounds a lot like a discount you've got mail. It does. That's a good point, actually. Mm, yeah. A lot of these are knockoffs of other films. That's very true. <laughs> okay. This is another one. It's called Christmas Scavenger Hunt. When Belinda heads back to her hometown for the holidays. A lot of these films are all about people going to their hometown for the holidays they've not been to before. Things get complicated when she's forced to team up with her ex, Dustin, at the town's annual Christmas scavenger hunt. Now, in a real-life situation, you just say, fuck you, Dustin, I'm not teaming up with you. Or you just wouldn't do the scavenger hunt. But I, just, obviously, I love these really American names for the men, Gabe and Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just, by the way, everyone in these movies that I've listed so far, everyone is white. Yeah. Everyone is white. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, obviously, they're going to fall in love. <laughs> what it is. Okay. 
The next one is called Christmas Under the Stars. When Nick, who is Jesse Metcalf, by the way, oh. a career a career focused investment banker, I told you these jobs are very out there, is fired from his high powered firm at Christmas time, heartless HR department. Heartless. He takes a job at a Christmas tree lot because you know that's the that's thing what to you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay. Owned by a warm hearted widower. There he meets Julie, an astronomy teacher. <laughs> oh fuck's sake. I told you it can't just be a teacher, she has to be an astronomy teacher. Yeah. Who's always looked to the stars for hope. Oh Jesus. As the Christmas spirit washes over him, he begins to fall for Julie. The once self-centred Nick discovers the joy of helping others. When he learns that Julie and the tree owner are facing hard times. Now, if you own a Christmas tree lot, I'm not (laughs) thinking you're going to have a year-round revenue stream on your business. No. So Nick strives to end their troubles in time for them all to share a Christmas under the stars. I, I was literally going to say this film is going to end with Julian, what? Nick? Chris? What's his name? Ju- 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 Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick. Julian, Nick, under the stars making out. And that's exactly how you ended that. And the Christmas tree lot I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Aww. Okay, next up. This one has a few One Tree Hill stars. It's got Tori DeVito and Chad Michael Murray. And it also stars Drew Seeley, which if you're a true High School Musical fan, you know that he originally did the voice for Troy. Yes. Oh, gosh. So this is called Right Before Christmas, and it's right as in write a letter. Oh, God, yeah. So here we go. (laughs) The movie centres around a recently single Jessica who sends Christmas cards to people who have impacted her life, such as the aunt that raised her, her younger brother in the military, a pop star who was part of the soundtrack of her life, the music teacher who inspired her, and the best friend who always tells the truth. That doesn't sound like a film. It sounds like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, she sounds a bit dull. Then we've got Christmas at Graceland, home for the holidays. World traveller Harper returns to <laughs> Memphis. <laughs> returns to Memphis for the holidays and nannies for a wealthy widower, Owen, while awaiting news about a job overseas. As they grow close... Harper encourages Owen to break out of his routine and spend more time with his children, while Owen encourages Harper to have confidence. I mean, if you're a world traveller, you've got to be a little bit confident, Confident, right? yeah, for sure. Who's this guy coming in here and telling Owen to be confident? Harper and Owen prepare for a joint event at Graceland, featuring a fundraiser for Owen's company. There's always an event going on in these films as well. There's always yeah. like a, the thing they're like working towards, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. They develop feelings for each other. Harper realises how much she enjoys living near family and must decide if her home for the holidays will be her forever home. So basically she's going to give up a career for this widow. Widower. Again, everyone in these films I've mentioned so far is white. Oh God, yeah. Did you ever see a film last year called A Gift to Remember? no did you was it good okay so it wasn't good but it was <laughs> it was a hallmark christmas film and they've got a second one this year called a gift to remember two now i'm not going to give you any any background i'm just going to read you the description okay a year after darcy hit aiden with her car <laughs> <laughs> oh 
His amnesia is gone, but not their love. Now she's gotten him a first edition signed copy of his favourite book for Christmas. Perfect, since that's where she found him. Aiden is also creating a wonderful gift for Darcy, a carved replica of her hometown, just like the one her dad carved for her mother. But Aiden's gift, which includes a carving of Darcy's beloved rec centre. Who loves a rec centre? <laughs> which is in jeopardy of closing. Oh dear. There you go. Holds another big surprise, which might just sweep her off her feet. So obviously she's, he's going to ask her to marry him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Darcy. Darcy and Aiden. Darcy and Aiden. Darcy and Aiden. Again, white. However, this film, we mm. have two people of colour in the lead roles. What? Oh, my God. A Well-loved music duo, Avery and Jesse, mm. famous for their duet, Wouldn't Be Christmas, haven't played together since they went their separate ways many years ago. Avery gave up music and opened a beautiful lodge in a snowy Vermont town while Jessie still tours, struggling to find the same success they had before. When fate brings them together at Avery's Lodge, just in time for the annual Yuletide Festival, told you, there's always an event, <laughs> can the magic of Christmas help reunite them once again? I feel like they're now all kind of, they're just merging into one film. I told you, I told you, it's I told like, you. Yeah. It's the same film over and over yeah. again with the same white people. <laughs> okay, another one. Check into Christmas. And that's in with I-double-N. Of course. When New York City lawyer Julia Crawley returns to her Rocky Mountain hometown. There we go again. They always live in New York as well. They always live in New York. Yeah. And her family's lovely inn for the holidays. She finds herself at the centre of a generations-old feud with the family that runs the town's other inn. As the ongoing competition between the two inns escalates, forbidden romance blossoms between Julia and Ryan Mason, uh. whose family runs the inn that is her family's big competitor. Oh my god! I just wish, like, I wish my life's problems were as simple as the problems on the in these films. Do you know what I love though? Is how everyone who goes back to the hometown in these films. Their families have a business. Like yeah. They don't just go back and like, hey, mom, hey, dad, how you doing? Yeah. It's like, the business is in crisis. Yeah. The rec centre. Yeah. The Yuletide Festival. <laughs> the inn. The inn. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called The Christmas Club. Two mm-hmm. busy strangers, Olivia and Edward, meet when they help an elderly woman find her lost Christmas savings. Thanks to fate and Christmas magic, they also find something else they were both missing. Love. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, two busy strangers, then why would they help an elderly woman? <laughs> I know, just like, right, yeah. So many questions. It's just too much. Um, okay, I've got a few more. Um, Christmas in Rome. So this stars Lacey okay. Sharder, who is like the, the iconic Hallmark Christmas Channel yeah. actress. She's in all of them. She's iconic. So she plays an independent-minded, don't give any of them, mm. American tour guide working in Rome. She's just been fired before Christmas. There's some heartless HR teams going on in these films, isn't there? It's firing before Christmas business. Some employment tribunals are going to go down. <laughs> she crosses paths with an American executive, very vague on the job title Of there, course. Named yeah. Oliver 
who wants to buy a high-end Italian ceramics company. <laughs> Oliver hires Andrew to be his to be his tour guide around the city. And the owner of the ceramics company won't sell it to him until he learns the heart of Rome. Oh, God. But will the heart of Rome be the only one he wins? <laughs> Who the hell could you mean? Who buy your writes company. these synopses? Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to buy your company. He's $30 million. No. I want you to come back and I want you to know the heart of Rome. <laughs> Like, no, just take the $30 million. I oh, know. Come on. Oh, wow. What are you doing to me? Okay, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Christmas Town. Lauren leaves everything behind in Boston to embark on a new chapter in her life and career. But an unforeseen detour to the charming town of Graydon Falls has her discover unexpected new chapters of the heart and the family, helping her to mm-hmm. embrace once again the magic of Christmas. Who is out like there this... and is like I don't know. I thinking like I need to embrace Christmas. Like who is out there thinking oh, I'm just not embracing Christmas this year. Yeah. I need to disappear to a random town and Do you know this film had so much potential when she's when you said she's leaving Boston to go to Korea? I'm like, oh my god, like an ethnic Christmas and then you were like, but she takes a detour and I'm like, of course she does. Of course she does. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't? Um Okay, a few more here. You've got holiday date. Now, this one really tickled me. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, I can't. <laughs> when Brooke's boyfriend, Ethan, breaks up with her just before the holidays, she agrees to go home with Joel, an actor who will pose as her boyfriend. Mm. Okay, it's got my interest here. Mm-hmm. She's built up the ex-boyfriend to be the perfect guy and Mr. Christmas but soon discovers that Joel is Jewish. <laughs> what he lacks in experience, he makes up for in enthusiasm and happily participates in the Yuletide festivities. Oh. When his secret is revealed, the family is eager to add Joel's Hanukkah traditions into their holiday celebrations, but soon becomes suspicious about his true identity. There is so much going on. Oh just, my god! That just doesn't feel feel politically correct. I don't. No. Even, I don't know why. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh wow! I'm actually have to watch that, that one. She just pays this actor. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the one that really, in, in yeah. out of all of them, really intrigued me. Will be the me. one I watch. Yeah, is, for sure. Oh dear me. But yeah. Okay, we've got oh, we've got a couple more left to go. Mm-hmm. Um. Another Hanukkah-themed one here. Career-minded Rebecca. Obviously, like I said, all the women, that's the only thing they have. They just have their career. They have Careers. no personality. They just, they just work. <laughs> that's it. When the company CEO asked Rebecca and her insufferable office mate, Chris, <laughs> who is also her main competitor for the promotion, to mm-hmm. plan the company's Christmas party, she realises they must overcome their opposing styles in order to succeed. First, to work together... Chris learns more about Rebecca and her family's Hanukkah traditions while she also begins to see him in a new light. Although feelings slowly develop between the two, the ongoing competition over the promotion threatens to undermine it all. I wonder what happens. Well, I think that (laughs) 
he will so they'll fall in love and then he'll get offered the job and then he'll say no to the job so she gets the job and then she'll find out that he said no so she'll be mad and he'll be mad and then they'll kiss and no one will even care about the job anymore yeah exactly i'm getting the proposal vibes from that film as well a little bit yeah a little bit yeah you know what i mean oh for sure okay and last but not last but not least is a cheerful christmas lauren and her best friend colleen think they have landed their dream job giving people the best and most magical christmas ever as their personal wait for it christmas Mm -hmm. coach (laughs) could you do with the christmas coach no that's so weird (laughs) this holiday season promises to be their biggest ever when they land a royal client the anderson family who has moved from england when Lauren meets James, the eldest son, he wants nothing to do with planning Christmas as he's busy negotiating a big acquisition for his father's company. Of course. But Lauren won't be thwarted in helping this royal family embrace the true spirit of Christmas so, while she prods James. <laughs> what? So there's a royal family coming from England and this American wants to teach? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sparks start to fly, but she faces competition in the form of an old childhood friend and business colleague of James. Now Lauren must win his heart, whilst also giving the Andersons their best Christmas ever. God. So you're gonna, obviously going to have some snobby English actress yeah. who's going to, you know, be like, oh, James, remember when we used to pay polo? And do you remember when we went to Daddy's 70th Jube? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, and she's going to have like a posh name posh name like yeah what's her name gonna be i'm gonna find out her name what do you think it's gonna be i, I think don't it's gonna be victoria i was gonna say it's either gonna be something like elizabeth or victoria or they'll try and be edgy with something like hazel but won't quite make it hazel hazel <laughs> i love that okay i am looking i am looking i am looking uh a cheerful Christmas cast. Oh, they haven't got it on IMDb yet. Edith. Edie? E- do you think? No, that might be a bit... I think it's going to be either Victoria or Elizabeth. I'm going to have to watch it now. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Edith. Okay, hold on. About a cheerful Christmas. Oh, it doesn't say. Oh, damn it. So annoying. I'm going to have to watch it now. Um, So, yeah, obviously, you can see the reoccurring themes Mm. in those films, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, career women. They're always white. It's Mm -hmm. mainly about career women going home, giving Mm -hmm. up careers. There's not many focused... They they do seem to be marketed at women, because there's not many focused on the men, is there? No. No, and all the men are either rich or widowed or offer some kind of knowledge that the woman didn't have before that. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just still can't believe that they have a business called Christmas Coach. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just so bad. It's groundbreaking. What would you what would you even do? Like you will sing Christmas films. Yeah. You will wear this hat. Yeah. I don't get it. I am amazed. Absolutely amazed. I'm just ch- checking out. Mm. Nope. Okay. One second. No, you can't watch it online. I don't know. We haven't got a um, 
we haven't got a, a Hallmark channel anymore in the UK, so I don't know where you can actually yeah, watch this one. Sometimes true, they drop them on Netflix and Sky Movies, so keep an eye out, but... Yeah, there you go. There's some for you if you're interested in uh, some Christmas cheese this year. Yeah. And like watching blonde white people <laughs> move back to their hometown and give up their jobs. <laughs> oh, imagine getting fired <laughs> right next to, like, right by Christmas. Oh, gosh. That's tough. Imagine being so sad you have to hire a Christmas coach. <laughs> no, imagine being so sad you have to hire an actor to play your boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Without checking that he's actually into Christmas and not Jewish. Yeah. Oh gosh. I think I've uncovered some things there. You have, yeah. Definitely. Interesting there. Maybe we'll go through 2018 next week. <laughs> it's probably, <laughs> probably the same movie, it's just with the different cast members. Yeah. That's not no, why. It's just recycled, isn't it? Oh dear. So anything there that tickles your fancy? Uh, maybe Holiday Date. I think we should watch Holiday Day. Yeah, I think we, we should. We should make a date to watch Holiday Day. I think I'm going to try and watch all of them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe you should. I think I'd literally go do Lally. Oh, for sure. Or start, or start there thinking would, or, I'm in a crowd. I watched yeah. a few last year and they were all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact they've made another film about that amnesia storyline is just crazy. Oh, but, man. Yeah. Well, that's us for this week. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas. It's feeling quite mad. So excited. Actually, I've probably been on the podcast for about a year now. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should check, actually. Well, congratulations. Thanks. It's been fun. It's been fun having you on. Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself. (laughs) Which is pretty much what I do most of the time, so it wouldn't be very fun. No, it's been good. Well, we will be back next week and um, be talking about Knives Out and talking about more Christmas films and um, probably start talking about Christmas traditions because we're getting into the final weeks now of prep for December. Everything's going to go crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Have you got an advent calendar yet? That's what I've got to ask you. Nope, not yet. Are you going to get one? Probably, but it always ends up being that thing I get just a day or two before the 1st of December. Have you got one? No, I was going to get this, like, um, Swizzles ones. It was, like, all the sweets oh, yeah. rather than chocolate. Yeah. But then I saw, like, three others I liked, and so I thought, I can't spend £20 on advent calendars. I might as well just buy a box <laughs> of chocolates. <laughs> oh, nah. So excited. I love Christmas. Okay, so you can like, subscribe, review, and rate the podcast on whatever mm-hmm. device you're listening to right now. And how about you just give us a little retweet, like a little retweet, like teeny just a one. tiny one, just mm. like a little boop on the button. A little boop. <laughs> can you do a little boop? Cara's thinking I'm playing boop with her now. <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye.